Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin. Be'ez Hashem, Shalom Bayashir, number 195. Today we're going to discuss some of the warning signs um, for married couples to be aware of um, that when these things occur, they know they need to catch themselves and, you know, work together towards reconnecting again. And a lot of times, these what I'm saying, warning signs shouldn't alarm anybody. I think very often, I think in almost every single marriage, these warning signs do pop up from time to time. They take place, even in the best of marriages. Um, but, you know, if it's a consistent thing, then, you know, there's something that needs, needs more serious work. If it's not so consistent, still, there's ways that once you catch these things um, and you self-correct right away, the couple together, they work together on self-correcting it, it could uh, really enhance the marriage and save a lot of problems going down the road. So we're going to talk about a few of them today. One of them is is when you find the couple, husband and wife, just talking about the necessities, just talking about the things that need to be taken care of, whether it's the kids, the finances, the other things, like the checklist, the do list, the things that they have to do, that they need to interact with each other in order to get certain things done. Uh, but other than that, they move away from each other. So it's like that the marriage is sort of on an autopilot or like cruise control. And um, and this, if this occurs, if either one of them or the both of them are noticing this, and it could be because of busyness, it could be uh, whatever the reasons may be, where they already um, are in that mode that they are just communicating with each other on things that have to be taken care of. That shows that effort needs to be made, that they need to connect with each other, reconnect with each other emotionally, physically, and so on. Um, and sometimes what happens is, is when you're in this mode for a certain period of time, then there's anxiety here. There's anxiety by, they, they subconsciously even think to themselves, like, I don't want to connect with my husband today. I don't want to connect with my wife today. I don't want to communicate. I don't want to open up any, uh, you know, myself to him or to her. Not because here we're not talking necessarily that they're angry with each other about anything in particular or, you know, that there's uh, anything really upsetting going on. But it's more like, you know, they're in their mode of their life and they're busy with things and they just don't want to talk to their spouse. They, they, they just don't want to talk to their husband and wife. I want to do my own thing today. I want to escape into the things that I want to escape into and not communicate and only communicate what I have to. And that is an unhealthy avoidance that they need to reconnect with and connect with each other again. And that's one of the warning signs. By the way, this escaping doesn't necessarily mean escaping into something unhealthy. Although if you do that, that means there's something, you know, then that's a real strong warning sign. But I'm talking about even when you're escaping into other things that may even be healthy, exercising or even learning Taira or Tefillah or going to different Siddharam, listening to all these different Shiurim, which are all wonderful things. But if you sense, if you know deep in yourself that you're doing that you're as, as an escape into what is more comfortable for you and instead of like 
I don't want to talk to my wife now. I don't want to talk to my husband now. I don't want to talk to my wife now. So I'm running to Night Seder, and that's part of it. Or I want, to, or, or the wife says, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm running to the store because I want to do shopping, this and that and that, and whether they really need to or not, or or whatever it is. But I I don't want to deal with my husband. It's an avoidance, and that means there's an issue there. It could be because of um, busyness. You may not realize that this is a problem. One of them or both of them may not even realize that it's a problem or that it's even that it's even going on. But when even one of them just catches it and realizes this is what's going on, they need to know that they need to stop this pattern. Otherwise, they'll drift further apart. And that is what happens, unfortunately, when you wait for the kids to grow up and then they divorce or live separate lives. And um, what needs to happen is as you see this drift, drifting going, along, going on, you need to own up to it and understand it and talk to each other about it and start to reconnect. And the truth is, is even if only one of you, one of the parties feels that disconnect, it's a disconnect. And the other one needs to point it out and they both need to be very proactive with each other and really be honest with each other. And say, you know, that uh, we, we, we feel this disconnect. And this disconnect could be inside the bedroom areas, outside the bedroom areas. The condition, the overall marriage, that because of busyness or hecticness or just routine, that we're doing our own thing and like we're living separate lives and we're not connecting with each other. And is there anything we did in, you know, that, that, anything that we did wrong that we need to correct our behaviors on? or just that we need to spend time with each other, or whatever it is. So that's one of the warning signs that happens very often in many marriages, that um, they don't connect and they only talk about things that they have to, and then they go into each other's corners in their own separate ways. So that is one of the warning signs. Another warning sign is the tone, the tone of voice in which you talk to one another. Um, it doesn't necessarily, we're not even talking now for the sake of argument here about angry things or bickering or screaming or yelling or being abusive or anything like that. But we're talking more like a biting or cold tone, even if it's a subject that's not hurtful. You know, you're just talking, uh, you know, basic questions and answers. Did you take care of this? Uh, did you do this? And how are things? And you just answer like a deadpan, cold mechanical voice or whatever it is, like a disinterested uh, tone of voice, that's very, very hurtful. And that's also a warning sign. It's a sign that work is needed uh, because there's a lack of thoughtfulness and there's a certain disrespect here. And this happens a lot, you know, when you're dealing with a customer, you're very pleasant, you're dealing with someone you're trying to impress, a good friend of yours or or, or someone you admire, you'll be very warm and, and, and gushing and, 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 and uh, considerate. And then to your own husband and wife, you, you turn to them and you're talking in a monotone. Now, a lot of times, it's a normal thing when a husband and wife are together all the time. It becomes a norm that they don't always, you know, engage with each other like, oh, I'm so excited to see you type of thing. Makes sense. You know, you're dealing with each other all the time. You're not going to always going to be able to do that. But you can't let, you, you could let things down a little bit, meaning you could let things, um, you know, be in a normalcy where you don't have to be always so 
connected in that sense, but you can't let let it go. There always has to be a, a way where you, from time to time, certainly on a daily basis, you pay attention to each other, you connect with each other, and it's very important to pay attention to your tone of voice. Very often, you don't even realize that tone of voice because if you're tense and busy with other things, how hurtful it's, it feels. And, it, and, and, it's, and it's heard by the other uh, husband or wife that's listening to it. And what's very important to uh, do, if, if things upset you, you write it down and then you, you, know, you, you read it and then you learn how to verbalize it respectfully in a normal way. So that's another thing of a warning sign of the tone of voice being angry or distant or cold. That's also a sign that they really need to work with each other and they need to connect with each other. Another warning sign is similar to the first one, but it's a little bit different, but it's more like you're treating your marriage like it's a cable service or some type of monthly service that, you, that a customer that you have. So for example, if you have a business and you have a customer, they're doing a service for you, so they wine and dine you and, you, uh, and they show how great they are and uh, you decide to hire them. And then what the customer service does, usually the company does, is they now say, okay, we got them. They're paying their monthly fees, their yearly fees. We're getting money from them. Now, what is the minimal I need to do to invest? What is the least effort that I need to do and still keep this customer? And uh, that's really, unfortunately, how it works. They're not interested now in give, putting forth the best product. They just want to get by, you know, not to lose the business. So they're going to do enough that the customer is happy to a certain extent. But what's the least amount of effort and time and money that I can invest and still keep this customer? And very often, unfortunately, we do this with marriage too. We basically put our marriage on a shelf. We basically say, as long as it's not, uh, you know, blowing up in the sky, uh, you know, and it's sort of in a maintenance mode, um, what is, the, you know, what is the least I could do? What is the, the, the lowest amount that I could do? The least effort. Uh, and for the marriage to just continue the way it is without me, you know, with me um, just sort of in, on the sidelines of it. And that's a problem. That's a very big problem because marriage needs constant work, constant effort, and it can't be treated like that. It needs to be a real strong investment and need to put in your full 100% all the time or 90% all the time. You know, we're human beings, but we need to really put in strong effort in it. And just to get by because, oh, the marriage is not so bad right now and uh, I just don't have the patience or energy to invest in my husband's feelings or my wife's feelings or their needs, that's also a very strong warning sign that something is wrong and they need to really decide together with each other that we're not going to treat a marriage like it's a customer, like it's a cable company, like it's a monthly service. We're not just going to put the marriage on the shelf and just go in cruise control, like we said in the first point, but we're going to really work on it together. Another warning sign is when there's no sex, no physical intimacy, that they don't want to touch each other. Now, again, it, we deal, if we're dealing with the short period of times that we talked about in the past, whether it's a, a hormonal after having a baby, there's definitely a period of time there, 
or during the menopause period, you know, in different areas where it's normal, where there is a uh, uncomfortableness of connecting in a sexual way. And we talked about in the past how to deal with those, but we're not talking about that right now. We now we're talking more that there's a prolonged absence of physical intimacy, no sex, and um, there's no medical reason not to have sex. And this becomes very, very hurtful. It generates a lot of very negative emotions. And it, it, it's a, a, a blaring red warning sign that needs to be addressed. It's a death sentence to the marriage, basically. There's no way to get around it. It doesn't make a difference how from you are, how from you're not, uh, what your uh, concepts are about Kedusha, no Kedusha, precious, no precious, whatever your philosophy is in life about these type of things, which you talked about in the past and we're going to talk about in the future. But if there's no reasonable, normal sexual intimacy between a couple on a consistent basis, on an ongoing consistent basis, then... It is a major, major problem, and it needs to be worked on and addressed. And, it, and this is very hard. It's very uncomfortable to recognize this. But you, when you need to recognize it, like, for example, there may be a point where one of them was always withdrawing. The other one just gave up and frustrated, but they just gave up, and they each go in their own corner, and they gave up on it. They cannot do that. It takes a lot of courage. It's hard. It's uncomfortable. And it's not something either one wants to deal with, the one that is pulling away, doesn't want to deal with it because they're not comfortable with the, with, with, with it, with the emotional vulnerability of it. And the one that was hurt doesn't want to take a chance, but they really both need to work on it. Even if they need counseling for it, they need to go for counseling. And it's a process. If they're, and, and couples need to know if they're in a situation where the sex totally stopped for a very long time, it's a process to get it back. And you need to do it slowly, but not too slowly. There has to be constant progress, um, because right. But 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 again, it has to be somewhat slowly, because right now you're foreign to one another. You have to sort of, in a weird way, start dating each other again, start getting to know each other, start expressing physical intimacy together, um, which is now very foreign to the both of you, and you need to start connecting in that way again. So that's another very important concept of a warning sign that needs to be uh, addressed. So warning sign number one we talked about is when you're only talking about necessities uh, and then you move away from each other. Warning number two is um, when your tone of voice is distant or cold or contemptuous. Warning number three is if you treat your marriage like it's a monthly service or a business. Warning number four. Uh, war, uh, warning sign number four is if there's no sex, no physical intimacy, whatsoever. And the truth is, to uh, to um, work with all of these things, you need conversation. You need to talk with each other. You need to open that up. You need to have a sense of humor with one another. Get back that laughter in good humor, good spirits with each other. Simcha, and also really, to daven for each other. This is a big yesoid, basically, when you sincerely daven Baruch Hu, for your marriage, and specifically for your own husband, for your own wife, it's very, very hard to stay angry with someone that you're sincerely davening for to Hashem. 
And that's a big Eitzatoiva, that if there is some blockage, some resentments or whatever, you talk to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you ask him to help you remove it, and you dive in for that other person, your husband and your wife, and you see that softens up the heart. And if you both do it together, it'll definitely be a, even a quicker process because Hashem certainly listens and wants this to take place. So, um, again, these warning signs happen even in the best of marriages. Doesn't mean there's a crisis necessarily, but it's an important thing to keep an ear out, an eye out for, to make sure that right away there's a self-correction in that area uh, so that you can thrive and grow together. Have a wonderful day.